All righty, everyone. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we get ever closer to the NFL Draft this coming Thursday in Cleveland. And Wiz and I are continuing to talk about each of the divisions throughout the NFL. Uh, and we're on to the NFC North here, Wiz. And how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. And this is uh, used to be such a stacked division in terms of talent. But, uh, boy, oh, boy, uh, my beloved Vikings... Uh, looked awful last year and <laughs> with the things that we've seen offensively from the Bears, the Lions organization, the Aaron Rodgers, uh, Green Bay Packers organization, soap opera. Boy, oh boy, this division has gone from the best to uh, I would label it as shaky at best right now. Uh, yeah, and I know, look, I know you're a big Viking fan. A couple of guys I'm working with is uh, uh, two brothers, Brett and Brian. Uh, somehow their father got them to be uh, Minnesota Viking fans as well. I guess suffering in the early 70s was was what he was doing as the Vikings were losing uh, a bunch of Super Bowls, but but having some formidable teams. And, you know, the Vikings are interesting, Wiz, and, and I'm going to let you talk a little bit more about it, but, you know, we know there's a lot of noise around Kirk Cousins who, you know, again, uh, he, he's a maligned quarterback without a doubt. Uh, I think they did a great thing last year in drafting Justin Jefferson. I know you were pleased as punch with that move, and that's uh, certainly uh, got him as a, as a talking point, as a, I think a top seven uh, wide receiver coming into this season. Adam Thielen is there, Dalvin Cook, an elite running back. Um, you know how I feel about Irv Smith Jr. I look at the Vikings, and I think the Vikings need help in a couple of spots. I'm going to let you elaborate a little bit more. You know, that offensive line, to me, still needs a lot of help. Um, but this defense has just become a form of shell of itself. And Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy, and they just have not been able to do uh, you know, injuries are part of it. The secondary is a mess. They don't necessarily rush the quarterback very well. But to me, you know, and again, I, I know I know these guys I work with. They think the Vikings all the way are going for an edge rusher in this in, in this uh, particular draft. Uh, I think they should go offensive line. So let's hear it from you, Wiz. What are you looking for from your Minnesota Vikings? Well, this is a, this is a real this is a this is a crucial year because I think this is going to be a make or break year for Mike Zimmer. Um, you know when you, you know he's been he's been the head coach for seven years now, and uh, I just feel like if it's another sour year, if it's a year where the team looks like they're not playing hard, I think there's going to be a change made at, at at a lot of positions, including the head coach. So we're going to see if he can get this turned around. What they did in the off season, they signed Patrick Peterson, um, you know, a Hall of Famer probably, who's I'm going to say is on the wrong side of the best uh, the best years of his career at this point. Uh, and they're also a team that, yeah, offensive guard, offensive tackle, uh, they get defensive line help. They could use secondary help as well. So um, offensive line and on the defense is where they're going to focus on in this draft. Um, so I think, I think that is uh, – those are going to be the real – Keys um, for the Vikings can they can they sh- you know show up the offensive line and give Kirk Cousins a chance to throw the ball because with Thielen and and uh, Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook you have elite skill position players um, and I know uh, you're high on Irv Smith as well so um, we'll we'll see if the Vikings can show that up. And I think the one problem for the Vikings, too, right? I don't believe they have a second round pick, right? Didn't that one go in the Diggs trade, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yes. 
Yeah. yeah. So, 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 the, so the Vikings have to be correct here, and it depends. I, I guess it's going to depend on who drops and who's there. Uh, you know, could a guy like I, I mean, I'll ask you on the defensive side of a Micah Parsons available at fourteen. You know, are you going in that direction, perhaps instead instead of the offensive line, even even if someone. Um, let's say like uh, Elijah Vera Tucker's available or uh, uh, Quitty Pae, you know, one of those guys. I, mean, I, I don't know what you would prefer. I, I'm mentioning three players that I think potentially could be available at that 14 spot. So it'll be very interesting to see what direction the Vikings do go in. Yeah, I think, you know, Mika Parsons is one of these guys that just a world of potential. He could be just a, a game record on defense. But the reason why I like uh, Vera of the, from USC is he can play tackle, he can fight over and play guard, and uh, that could be a real, real help to the Vikings. So uh, those those are two great players. But I think uh, I think Vera would make more sense to the Vikings, and I think he's more likely to be available at fourteen on the Vikings pick. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Lions. Uh, new coach Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, I guess this is a complete rebuilding project. Project at this point in time. You know, Kenny Galladay's moved on. Marvin Jones has moved on. So there's a there is a lot of room for development at the receiver position. We know they drafted Quinton Cephas last year. He's going to get an opportunity. There's definitely a lot of talk about the what the Lions will do at seven, or if if they even stay at that pick. Um, so. And obviously the big trade, Stafford for Goff in the offseason. And whether that remains something that they want to invest in long term, that's to be determined. You know, they could even even look at a quarterback at this spot. So there's a lot of discussion about the Lions who basically need help all over the football field as well. Uh, so, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't know what direction they go in. I, I, there, there is a case to be made that the Lions are a great candidate to continue to draft their, uh, continue to build their draft pedigree and actually add some picks by trading out. But... The, you know the Cowboys do. Uh, sorry, the, the the Lions do have uh, you know quite a few picks in this draft. Uh, they're picking at a very high spot with you know I think they picked seven forty one and four, seven and forty one, and then they they got two picks in the third round. So you know where do you see the Lions? What do you see the Lions doing? Do you see them as a potential to trade out of it? Would you be shocked if they took a quarterback at this spot? Uh, obviously, there is a pressing need at the receiver position here, and potentially one of the most you know, elite guys like a guy like Jamar Chase could even fall to them. So how do you see the Lions handling this? And by the way, does it, is that dependent if the Lions move out of it, depending on what happens in front of them? Yeah, I think the Lions are, as you mentioned, they're a good candidate to trade down. I don't agree with taking a quarterback uh, with their own pick at seven. I, you know, Jared Goff is just a few years into the league, you have to give him a chance to see with a change of scenery, if he could do something. Um, so I, I, I think the Lions have a chance. They have, a, you know, a bunch of needs. They're coming into this receiver with, uh, they're coming to this year really without uh, a number one receiver. And, and I think a point, probably a case we made not a number two receiver as well. Um, they have some young guys that are going to get a chance to play, but if they're sticking with their pick at seventh, with the seventh pick, I think they're going to pick one of the two Alabama wide receivers with the seventh pick. That would make sense. So I, I see the Lions doing one of two things, trading down if somebody overwhelms them, or if they stay with the pick, them taking a wide receiver. That That's how I see it for the Lions this year. Yeah, and I think we both – uh, with their first round pick, at least. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to forget this because I because I do think you know the addition of uh, of Jamal Williams was a 
one of the bigger signings of this offseason as well. I think I think when you look at the skill set position, receiver is where the void is. They have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, we know what's how Swift finished out the season. We both like Williams a lot. So, you know, I think they're fine, fine there. And as you mentioned, Jared Goff, you know, Jared Goff has to get better as a quarterback, but he he's going to need some weapons to throw to. I think Cephas has some potential, without a doubt. I know Amendola. I think the whole starting receiving core is actually gone because I think Amendola is actually a free agent. So they, they definitely are going to be doing some building in this draft here at, at the wide receiver position. You know, perhaps they sign, you know, one of these veterans that's kind of still hanging around out there. But but that is definitely a position of need uh, in, 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 on a team where there's, there's definitely many positions where, where they need the help. Yeah, I mean they, they they signed you know they signed Ty Williams, but you know he just hasn't done anything. You know he just he just hasn't lived up to potential. And Shaw Perriman is there as well, but I think they want to uh, maybe maybe bring in one of these Alabama receivers uh, to be the number one guy and have that elite number one receiver at least for the next handful of years. Um, because it's just difficult to bring in a new quarterback, a new head coach, and um, and and have these guys, and you know, not not being able to throw the ball to play the Lion could be a difficult situation uh, um, for the Lions. But I think I think they're a good candidate to trade down. But we'll, we'll have to see. But I would be surprised if they uh, stood with their seventh pick and didn't take one of the Alabama receivers. All right, very good. Uh, okay, Chicago Bears. So last year, you know, we didn't love what they did with their draft pick. They took Kyle Komet with, with, with a very early pick. I mean, Jimmy Graham, we know he was kind of done. Uh, but this offseason, a couple of interesting moves. Uh, Andy Dalton looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback here. Um, they also signed um, Damian Williams. Damian uh, Williams. Yeah, which, who, had a, who had a big year. And, and, and I guess Desmond Trufant. Those are the three big signings that they had. Look, I, I don't particularly care for the, how the Bears are coached and how they play call. Uh, David Montgomery did have a tremendous season last year. Allen Robinson, I, I think Andy Dalton will will make him a you know keep him as kind of his elite status as a fantasy guy. I think he's a little underrated as as an elite guy, but Andy Dalton has had a way of making receivers very good at, as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think Dalton had two setbacks last year. He had COVID. And he had an injury last year. He finished the season actually pretty strong, uh, and, and I think so. Some of those pieces for the Bears are, are in place. Look, could they say could they take a quarterback of the future later on, uh, you know, perhaps in this draft? Maybe that's a possibility. I think they, this offensive line certainly needs help. Uh, I think you can make the argument that they need to continue to build on on, on helping this defense out, which is. I think the defense has suffered as a result of the offensive team, uh, the offensive team not being able to kind of maintain ball control. Although last year they did a definite better job, of it and Nagy figured out a way to finally get Montgomery. We were screaming and yelling our heads off in 2019 the way that player was used, and last year he was used in a much better fashion. And I think Williams gives them the depth that they really need because I'm not a big Tariq Cohen fan. I just think don't, he doesn't add anything in the running game. Yes, he's a good he's a good pass catcher, but you know he's going to be coming back from a significant injury as well. So so what are the Bears going to be doing? in this draft was how do you see it I for me to me it's line I like line maybe later in the draft another receiver because it seems like they've lost faith in Anthony Miller at this point in time Mooney really came on last year as the season went on and I look for him to continue that development but I would stick to the offensive line and the defensive side of the football if I'm the Chicago Bears yeah I mean the Bears have a long-term problem with wide receiver because 
Allen Robinson was tagged, and you could just bet everything that you have that after this year, um, he's going to he's going to go and, and test the free agent market, and he's going to leave the Bears. So that's long term, but they have him for this year. They have Montgomery, who is getting better and better and better in his second year as the season was going on. Going on, they brought Damian Williams. Uh, they need they need offensive line help. They need an offensive tackle. They need to protect Andy Dalton. Um, the problem is they're picking twentieth, and I think they're going to miss out on on those four, um, maybe five tackles that 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 you know warrant uh, that type of pick. So I think the Bears are in a tough spot. Depending what happens in this draft, um, they could get lucky and one of those guys could fall to them. But uh, they need they need an offensive lineman, as you said. And uh, I just don't know at 20 if they're going to get a tackle that has a first-round grade. Yeah, and then, you know, again, that's the problem. That Therein lies the problem. And, and whether they're able to get one of those guys and get lucky, you know, that remains to be seen. All right, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, I think there's been a lot, once again, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers did a terrific job as host of uh, Jeopardy. Um, but Aaron, sure yeah, Aaron Rodgers needs some help still, I think, at the receiver position, particularly at slot. Um, I think this team is, is, is in need of a few, a few different things at the moment, you know, particularly on the defensive side of the football. That's where I look at it. And, and slot receiver, um, they're going to be packing towards picking towards the end of each of uh, each of the rounds. They do, do they have draft picks in every round in this draft. So how do you see the Green Bay Packers who have really in the, in the drafts given Aaron Rodgers very little help? And once again, we have some drama surrounding Rodgers in the offseason and, and kind of his long term future with the Packers. Yeah, I mean, so they re-signed Aaron Jones, and they did not re-sign uh, Jamal Williams. They re-signed Kevin King, but there wasn't much activity. They lost Corey Lindsley, um, and you know, Bakhtiari is coming off a, a gruesome injury, and um, you know, they they have got to shore that up, and I'm sure they're going to go in this draft and try to get Aaron Rodgers a receiver, something they didn't do last year. Um, and, and this is another good draft for receivers. So, um, you know, offensive tackle, um, wide receiver, and then some help in the defense, cornerback, defensive line. But I, I see it as offensive tackle, and then they're going to try and appease uh, Aaron Rodgers and maybe get him a wide receiver. Uh, let me ask you this question. Do you think there is a current receiver on the Packers roster who can just clearly step up and be, I'm not going to say the 1A to Devontae Adams because he is so good. There's not really many guys who can be a 1A to him, but can be a solid two on a game-to-game basis. Um, you know, so I, I really like what Lazard did in 2019, and he's a big body uh, you know, I think the one thing that hurt him, obviously, he had that he had that injury this year, and he he really was not able to kind of develop any kind of consistency with Rodgers. Uh, they brought Tavon Austin in during the year last year. He did very little. We know Aquanimus St. Brown, who, whose brother's going to be drafted in, in this draft. He's really not panned out. I find Marquez Valdez Scantling to be wildly inconsistent. 
and to the point, you know, the, the one the one A to 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 uh, Devontae Adams in this offense last year really became Robert Tanyan, who who that was the guy that that Aaron Rodgers trusted. So I don't trust Valdez Scantling. I, I think he drops too many balls, and some of his pattern running seems to be seems to be uh, left to be desired. Um, like I said, I thought Lazard was starting to develop, but the injury really set him back last year. So I'm not sold that they actually have that on that roster right now, considering what we've seen the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. I, I just, you know, I'm looking with the loss of Lindsay, the Bakhtiari injury, um, some of those guys getting a little bit older. I just see them taking a tackle, um, the best one available. Another team that needs a tackle badly and is out of range from getting a first round grade. And I feel teams, um, like the Bears and the Packers are going to, because of necessity, end up taking a second grade, a second round grade tackle in the first round. Yeah, and yeah, that's the issue. That's the issue. Look, I think there's going to be some interesting players in this draft as it moves along. There, there is some receiver depth again. Uh, I did a TikTok on a guy. I don't know if you saw it. Um, have you have you heard about this kid, Raleigh Webb, from the Citadel? Yeah, yes, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, just an interesting guy, uh, very smart guy in terms of uh, his his academic achievements. Uh, Christian McCaffrey measurables, speed on a team that doesn't throw the football in a small conference. But you know, some of these, some of those type of players are the ones that end up making a lot of noise. I think Aaron Rodgers has never, you know, Randall Cobb he had, who was a very effective slot receiver for a few seasons. But when you think about you know some of the elite slot guys in this league, can you imagine what a Rodgers would have done with like an Edelman in his prime or a or a Wes Welker that sort of thing? That guys like Brady and Peyton Manning had like a Brandon Stokely. Aaron Rodgers really has never had that type of player in his offense. He did. He did. Uh, Randall Cobb. No was, Cobb. Was, I said outside was, of Cobb. Out, no outside of Cobb, he has not had it. That was the only guy. Oh, yeah, no, I, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, they would have liked it. Look, a lot of a lot of these guys that are on the current roster, especially wide receiver, are not on Matt LaFleur's watch. I mean, they they were drafted before he got there. Uh, so um, he may he may. I think after last year's debacle, you could guarantee that they're going to take a wide receiver um, now. Because of the the tackle situation and they're picking so late in the first round, if there was a wide receiver that they felt should not be there, that was definitely a first round grade. Could I see them take the wide receiver first and then go for a tackle? Maybe, but I, I just think with the with Bakhtiari injury, them getting older, the loss of Lindley, I, I just feel they're going to take an offensive lineman, especially a tackle with that first round pick. All righty, we'll do. Okay, so we're going to continue to move through the NFC here. Um, we'll be back with the NFC South very shortly. So just to remind everybody, Gurin Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Wiz, we'll be back in shortly with the NFC South. You got it.